Hey, uh, message heavy, dope rhyme show, they not ready Race against the time like four wheels and hands ready Keep it steady, beat it hard and they barely give them ears And hear the truth when the light throw confetti Yeah, message heavy, dope rhyme show, they not ready Race against the time like four wheels and hands ready Keep it steady, beat it hard and they barely give them ears And hear the truth when the light throw confetti Just the flip of the watch, it's game time, game time, time What's up? Welcome to the 520 Collective Podcast. It's where music meets ministry and the indie artist takes center stage. Uh, we are live in the field on the Trackstars Podcast Network. And this episode is being sponsored by The Messenger. It's the latest project from Eternal. Uh, it was released as a celebration of the 50th anniversary of Mr. Big Stuff. Eternal featured Anjali Jonell and DJ Matt Cummings on the record. The trio combined with producers Steve OG and Steve Vicious uh, to celebrate one of the biggest hits in the history of American music, setting out to inspire the world while igniting a love for dance over a fun 80s hip-hop vibe. Check out The Messenger by Eternal on digital music platforms now. I am Eric Boston. Check me out on Twitter at EricBoston3. That's at EricBoston in the number three. And I'm here with my guy, Nate Shelton. What's good, man? Hey, what's good? It's already uh, September. I cannot believe it. I'm excited to record this. How are you doing, Eric? Man, I'm good, man. I'm with you, dude. This is a big big, uh, episode for us. I'm excited to... Um, you know, let people know about the interview for this month, but we're going to hold off. We're not going to spoil that yet. Uh, but yeah, man, we are live in the 520 Discord server as well. Uh, shout out to the guys listening in. If you want to be a part of future live recordings of the 520 Collective Podcast, make sure you join our server. You can do that at 520collective.com. There's an invite, so make sure you do that. Nate, where do people follow you? Well, you can follow me on Twitter at I am underscore Nate Dog. Keep up to date with all the latest in independent CHH. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. So, speaking of, man, we've got an interesting discussion and we're trying something new this time around, man. It's going to be a two part discussion. So, the first part's happening on this episode of the podcast, and we're going to follow up with the second part on the next podcast as well uh and we're also going to do something in between them where you guys that listen in and support what we got going on can help us by voting on this process as well so uh nate something i saw uh, i think a lot of people probably saw it but you know there was a discussion about who's on your mount rushmore of you know whether it was hip-hop christian hip-hop whatever and it got me to you know thinking and a couple a few people were having this discussion as well like who would literally go on the mount rushmore of christian rap and it's not an e it's not an easy decision you know i think there's a lot of discussion involved with this nate um so here's our goal you know you, you and i hadn't necessarily discussed a strict criteria we were just you know, kind of spitballing, coming up with a list of names, right, is our initial goal here. But I would say if we're going to have a criteria, we're looking at artists who have really pushed the genre forward, that have been able to maybe cross some of those bridges, make some connections. It's not all about, you know, just your pen game or or your lyrics, right? Uh, It can be. It can be. You know, so I think it's going to be an interesting discussion. And here's our goal, guys, is that we want to come up with two to three names. Ultimately, we're going to have four. Uh, we'll see where we get to in this discussion. I definitely want to leave here with two on there, uh, but possibly three. And then we're going to put up a poll with some options on 520collective.com that you guys can tune into. Here's where... I want to start. There's two names that I think we got to talk about at the beginning. And one of them I'm calling the obvious. And I think we all know who that is. I'm not even going to try to play it up. It's Lecrae. Now, here's the interesting thing. I know Nate well enough to know that Lecrae wouldn't be 
on our personal Mount Rushmores, or, our, or if someone said, who's your top five Christian rappers, Lecrae wouldn't be on it for me or Nate. I don't know where he falls for sure for you, Nate. I don't even know that I'd have Lecrae in my top ten. I'm just not a big fan of his. But there's no denying his place in Christian rap, right? So, I mean, I think we, obviously, that's one spot down. But here's the second name that I want to throw out that I think has to be in this discussion. And I'm calling it the polarizing, the most polarizing name whenever it comes to Christian rap. And that is Toby Mac. I've got my opinions, but I'm going to start by hearing what you think. What What do you think about Toby Mac? Does he deserve a place? Is he in the conversation to be in or to be on the Christian rap Mount Rushmore? That's an interesting discussion because I was thinking about this. Toby Mac is interesting because obviously he started off on the CHH Christian rap scene. He does still occasionally rap. I mean, since he went independent, he's been more pop-oriented. It's a toss-up for me. It's hard to to really put him on the Mount Rushmore just because of how limited his, disc, his library is rap-wise. So I may have to lean towards leaving him off. Okay, well, then I'm going to make it my goal right now to convince you and anyone listening as to why Toby Mac should be on the Mount Rushmore of Christian rap. And here's why. You already kind of hit on it, right? Uh, DC Talk, they came in late 80s, and honestly, their first three albums, right, were very hip-hop based. You had the self-titled, you had New Thing, you had Free at Last, where hip-hop was at the forefront of it. Um is Toby Mac the greatest rapper to ever do it in the Christian rap space? No. That I mean that is that is fair. But here's what he has done for the genre. One, I think he made it more acceptable for rap and hip hop to be a part of Christian culture, to be a part of the church, right? Um, take that however you want, but he made parents feel safe for their children to listen to rap music, right? But then just what he's done after, outside of DC Talk to push Christian hip-hop forward. And I'm talking about the fact that he co-founded Goatee Records, which has broke so many guys. I mean, you look in like the late 90s, early 2000s, you got guys like John Rubin, Grits, uh, no Diverbs, uh, they brought on uh, Mars Ill and Deep Space Five, uh, and even now, like they're they're, they're still he, he's still part of the culture, you know, with artists like Aaron Cole, with even without the DC Talk aspect of it. That is my argument for why he is part. He, That's he's a part very of Mount Rushmore. very good argument and. Yeah, his record label, all the artists that he's put on, even, not even, I mean, Aaron Cole, we wouldn't, he does, he does rap, but he's more of the R&B lane, which he also had um, several other R&B artists on his label, um, but yes, uh, Grits. Oh yeah, I mean, you had John uh, Adam Eden, I mean, there was, there was a lot, I mean, if you get right. into the R&B side, I mean, it's very urban, you know, regardless. Yes, so. for... For the urban, you know, the urban stream of music, he's done a whole lot, and you can't deny that with his label. So that alone, I could see him being on the Mount Rushmore. Maybe not so much for the music side of it, because as you said, you know, not the greatest rapper um, was kind of, as I said, kind of short-lived. There was three albums, but. Then they changed genres, more CCM. Here's what I want to do. I want to see some of the names on your list. Who are some of the names on your list? Because I've got a few, but I have one in particular that I think deserves strong consideration. But I want to hear some of the names that you've got, Nate. Well, the first one that came to my mind was Ambassador or the whole Cross Movement team. Yeah, I put Cross Movement down (laughs) on mine just as a whole. 
ambassador was one was one of still probably still one of the best uh rappers in chh so yeah definitely cross moon up there what they did to elevate the the uh talent of chh definitely puts them on the mount rushmore another one to consider i'd have to put for consideration at kj52 yep on my list just because he came up the same time as he was quote-unquote the christian eminem which I don't know if he ever fully accepted it that label because of his letter to Stan to letter to Slam. Stan Slam Slam. Sorry, uh, apologies. But yeah, that's he's been in that lane ever since that song. So got to put KJ Five Two up there, and I I put Gospel Gangsters up there as well, uh, just because of what they did to kind of. Their ministry for the streets, you know, everything before that time was more church oriented for like youth groups, church people, gospel gangsters was strictly for the unchurched and it was a lot easier to get your non-Christian friends to listen to it because it didn't sound churchy to them. So definitely they're, they're nominee for uh, being on the Mount Rushmore as well. So those are the three I had, okay, for consideration. So you, I mean, the three of those were on my list of probables. Let me throw a few other names out there to you. Um, and again, for me, it's a it's a you know a mixture of their skills as an MC, how they were able to influence and do stuff for the culture for Christian rap, and whatever kind of mainstream crossover they brought to the table, right? Because, um, so one of the names that I would throw out there would be T-Bone. Uh, he was able to get into movies and, feel, you know, he's had some crossover appeal there. Uh, Bizzle, I feel like Bizzle is in the conversation. And then I also said Pettity, uh, as well. Um, Pettity, Maybe not at the forefront of this list of names, but like I feel like he should at least be talked about because of his longevity. You know, he's still going. I told you I had one name that I, one other name that I really think should be on the Mount Rushmore. Um, obviously, we said Lecrae. I feel like Toby Mack. We're gonna to have to come to a decision there. Maybe we can throw it to the to the guys listening, and they can let us know in the chat. Do you guys feel like? Toby Mack should be on the Mount Rushmore. Should he make one of these spots before we wrap up? Uh, but the other name that I'm going to mention, man, is Braille. Uh, I think that Braille deserves to be on Mount Rushmore, man. Like, that dude has, again, been in this game for a long time and, you know, been able to change with the times, stay relevant, and then you take what he's done with um, Humble Beast and Beautiful Eulogy. I mean, son, beautiful people, when they talk about the top acts in the Christian rap space, beautiful eulogy is like always mentioned, right? And, and, and so if you're going to do that, you got to be, you're talking about Braille, but then they have also, you know, think about what they've done with humble beast. You're talking about prop, you're talking about Jackie Hill. You're talking about all these people. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think about Braille? Braille, he did come across my mind on my list. Um, he's looks like he's starting to pick that pen up again and put more music out. He did just release a single not too long ago with OB. Um, so be looking for more Braille music as well. But yes, uh, definitely could be heavily considered for that. Like we said, guys, what we're going to do is we're going to create a poll on 520collective.com uh, where you guys can help us vote for the last spot or two. And we're going to you know unveil our 520 Mount Rushmore on the next episode. So make sure you hop in and help us out with that. Um, we're going to have that poll up on the site from the 16th of September through October 1st. So make sure you guys hop on and vote. All right, so we've got Lecrae. That's locked in. Do we have a second spot locked in, Nate? Uh, I think I think a second spot you got to put cross movement they got to be up there 
I think that would be a pretty universal uh, answer if you did a poll. Um, probably, I'm not sure a lot of the guys in here would know cross movement. I'm sure they probably do, just because they're so they were so big for so long. But yeah, so I think cross movement is definitely a solid number two. That's a no doubt. I'm with you, and we are counting cross movement as one, just one entity on Rushmore. I know someone said that they could take up the whole Mount Rushmore, which is true. I mean, they could take up a couple of Mount Rushmores. Um, I, I will, but I'll concede to putting them on the pole. I'll concede to that, but I'm still of the of the opinion Toby Mac deserves to be on there, and I feel like Braille deserves to be on there. However, that would fill up our Mount Rushmore, and I don't want that to happen. So here's what we're gonna, here's what we're gonna say. We're gonna say that we got Lecrae and Cross Movement locked in. And here, I'm going to run down our list of nominees, Nate. Let me know if I've missed anyone. Our guys in the um, chat, let me know if I'm missing anyone. Uh, but our okay. nominees that will be on the poll on the site, we got Toby Mac, Braille, KJ52, T-Bone, Pettity, Gospel Gangsters, Bizzle, The Truth, Mr. Dell, and Flame. Am I missing anybody? Uh, just James just mentioned if we're going to throw in cross-movement, what about... All of one one six. See, I don't count. I, I don't. I don't think one one six is the same as cross movement, though. Where cross movement is a legitimate group. One one six is more like a collective. Where cross movement is a group. Right. And to me, that's it was very different. The collect. It was the collective of Reach Records, KB, Triple E, Cray, I think Derek Miner for a while. Um. So yeah, not really technically a rap group. Just the collective. We're going to have the poll. Looks like we're going to end up with about 12 or so names on that poll. We're going to take the top three names that gets the most votes. And Nate and I are going to discuss them on the next podcast. To fill in our final two spots on the CHH Christian Rap Mount Rushmore. That's what I'm thinking. Unless there's any objections. Sounds, sounds good. So... It All may right. come down to a death match and nominate <laughs> the fourth one. But. Right. We'll, we'll, throw, we'll throw it into like one of those uh, name wheels or something online and let that choose maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But um, but yeah, man. So Lecrae Cross Movement, they are on the Christian Rap Mount Rushmore. We're going to find out who gets those last two spots next month. So make sure you tune in. But between now and then, go to 520collective.com and vote from September 16th to October 1st to help us narrow it down to three more finalists that we can talk about. Nate, I'm excited about this month's Industry Insider interview, man. It's arguably the biggest interview we've had, and that is with Brian Zizuk. He is the editor-in-chief of DJ Booth and the co-founder of Audio Mac, one of the top 10 music digital music platforms around i mean period they were named top 10 um in 2021 uh, by several publications but make sure that you tune in stay locked in listen to our interview with brian zizuk of audio mac but before that nate we gotta check out this month's featured song as always being sponsored by show me christ records Check them out at showmechristrecords.com. They've got playlists. They've got music from their artists. Uh, they're doing like feedback shows on YouTube. they got a lot of stuff going on at Show Me Christ. So go and support what they're doing because they are all about the Christian rap space. Um, so show them love. Showmechristrecords.com. And this month's featured song comes from an African CHH artist out of Nigeria. You may have heard of him, Easy Bob Wizzy. Um, man, it's called WRM, What Really Matters. So the dual single released on September 7th. There's some dope artists in Nigeria right now. So we're going to check that out. But yeah, man, Nate, it's been a good convo, dude. Like I said, excited to check out this interview with Brian Zizuk. Uh, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Yeah, I'm just excited to see where the rest of this Mount Rushmore gets ends up next month. So yeah, man, make sure you go vote. So we will see you guys on next month's podcast. Ever since Charles passed, man, 
I've been really thinking about it all The fame, the money, cars, and the awards And all the plaques I'm trying to have on walls Is it really worth it? Nah, 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 that's not a vibe nah. Ever since Charles passed Man, I've been really thinking about it all My friends and family, dreams, and even God Am I really living life at all? Adulting sucks, my fears really got me stuck I think too much, I wish that I didn't grow up It needs to stop, I'm glad that I still got church But uh, responsibilities and bills The special left, right and center Direct and indirect, the lead slowly Messing up with my mental Daily I'm craving financial security Straining and I'm any savings It's like patience ain't going to me Need to drown in the spirit to know what it's close to me Tell me what really matters To you Tell me what really Get flying in a private jet, rocking the latest protect. Shorty, sweetie, cool my stress. Life was only ever cruel to me. This ain't no reason to leave. People I love will leave, making me incomplete. I ain't really got the answers, but I know for sure that we were made for more than stacking up cheese by enemies. To be honest, the bar must be on the floor. Cause you make do, spend do, then go make more to spend. So, what? Like, what is the point? You can stack what you wanted and not be enough, my dude. Shorty, I feel you. You've been giving all your life and still ain't find the one that can feel you. Body's broken, but the spirit can heal you. It starts from within, you get transformed and don't conform. Never settle. You've been made to operate upon a higher level. Called to create what you give to your vessel. Don't wrestle with the fact that he gives life so you can be the best you. That's true. Tell me what really matters to you. Tell me what really matters to me. Yeah, tell me what really matters to you. Tell me what really matters to me. Hey guys, what's up? This is Eric with 520 Collective and the 520 Collective Podcast. I want to talk to you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way possible to make a podcast. Let me break it down for you. One, it's free. That's right. No cost to use Anchor. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you. So if you want to get on platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and many, many more, then it's really, really easy, guys. You just set up an Anchor account at anchor.fm. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Again, make money, no minimum listeners. You're not going to find that anywhere else. It's everything you need to make a podcast, and it's all in one place. So go right now and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And make sure you let them know you heard it on 520 Collective Podcast. Welcome to this month's Industry Insider Interview, brought to you officially by Bookkeeper247.com. What's good, guys, and welcome to another Industry Insider interview here on the 520 Collective Podcast. 
This interview is being sponsored by TheBookkeeper247.com. Go check them out at TBK247.com now as The Bookkeeper 24-7 is changing the culture for God and becoming the voice in Christian hip-hop. That's TBK247.com. Joining me now is a man that you may simply know as Z. Uh, he's the editor-in-chief for DJ Booth. He's the co-founder of AudioMac. He's also a fantastic follow on Twitter. So joining me now on the Track Stars Podcasting Network phone line is Mr. Brian Zizuk. What's good, sir? Eric, thank you for having me. That was a wonderful introduction. Oh, man, we tried. I hope I said the last name correct. I know I've been practicing, trying to get it right. You're good. You're good. <laughs> uh, so how, how are you doing? I know it's been um, kind of a crazy time. Obviously, the last couple of years and the music industry has been adjusting. Um, how are things going for you? Uh, you know what? No one ever asks me that question when I'm a guest. Everyone just jumps straight into the business. And so I really appreciate that personal touch. And, and uh, to answer your question, I'm doing fine. You know, I can't complain. I'm fortunate enough to not only have a job, but have a job that I love uh, and that I'm excited to, to, to go to every day. And that's a lot more than so many people can say, especially over the past 16 to 18 months. Uh, I also have my health, God willing. So, um, and as, as do my family members. If you, if you have a job and you have a roof over your head and you have your health, I, you know, these days, I don't think you could ask for much more. So to answer your question, man, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Man, you know, we're okay. You know, um, we, we've kind of been the same way. You know, the, the family's done well. But uh, yeah, all right. You know, it's been a, you know, a little crazy uh this summer but a lot of good music you know to get us through so, so i can't complain about that um and man I, I find you know your story uh really interesting and i want to make sure we kind of highlight just kind of some of that background uh, for for people who may not be familiar with it right so you started off in in radio or you were looking at going into radio anyway if i'm not mistaken like college radio is that right yeah, so my, my, my journey really begins uh, at Illinois State University. I went to school for a degree in, uh, in broadcast journalism with a uh, specialty in radio. Uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to be on air. I wanted to be a DJ uh, or a show host. And um, everything that I did for four years of college, uh, I thought was going to put me in a position to probably naively get a, a primetime big city market job right out of school. And I actually got uh, a morning show production gig uh, that I started two weeks after I graduated uh, from Illinois State back in 2006. And um, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And, and you know, that, that happened. And uh, it was an experience for me. At the time, uh, I had to completely shift my, my schedule around. Morning show radio is 4 a.m. to noon every day. So I was up at 3 a.m., out the door at 3.30 um, we're talking about going to bed at like 7, 7.30 at night while it's still light outside. And uh, through that experience, you know, I didn't really see friends much. I wasn't a very good family member because I was always tired and in, in a pretty bad mood. Um, I was already losing most of my hair and the rest of the hair on my head just decided to, to, to get off the ship at that point. <laughs> and so, and within eight months of doing morning show radio as uh, in, in production, I realized it just wasn't for me. And I didn't want to stick around doing something I, I, I know I knew at the time was making me unhappy. Doing DJ booth uh, as a hobby side all the while, and at that point when I exited radio, I called up my what would become my business partner, just a friend at the time, Dave Mackley, and I said, Dave, what do you think about me doing DJ booth full time? I don't want to go get another radio job. Uh, this would be my job. And he goes, Well, if you if you don't want to pursue another job and do this full time. By all means, he goes, but I'm, I'm not quitting my day job uh, just quite yet. And then lo and behold, less than two years later, um, we were generating enough page views and creating enough awareness and generating enough revenue off of those page views for, uh, for this to be my full-time job and for Dave to leave his job and, and do it full-time. And so that was, that was 2008. Uh, so yeah, uh, 13 years later, I've never looked back. <laughs> there you go awesome awesome well so you got into dj booth you guys built that up it's a popular like we said one of the leading um blogs during the height of that that time um 
and then from there you developed into what is now you guys created audio Mac. Um, and what's kind of crazy for me and talking with people within like the Christian hip hop, the Christian rap space is how many people, you know, for, for audio Mac, it's, it's almost like it's a new platform for them. You know, they, they may have heard of it. They haven't checked it out or, or maybe they've only looked at it a couple of times. Uh, and I know it's gotten popular, over you know the last couple of years for sure we've seen a little bit of a boom in this space with audio mac but it's been a, around for quite a while what was that process like whenever you guys started thinking about doing uh, a streaming service well yeah it certainly is in a place today that we didn't foresee back in 2011 when we started to birth the idea of it um at the time dj booth got into um, hosting mixtapes and albums and EPs for a lot of hip hop artists who were haphazardly releasing them online using file sharing services. And as we all remember from back in the day, uh, you know, Zippy Share and Lime Links and Mega Upload, not the greatest tools to disseminate your work freely on the internet. Um, and so, you know, whether it be a malware or spyware on the family computer or pop-ups with viruses or the links expiring, there, there, we identified a problem. And the solution was to offer DJ Booth as a, a means to host projects for artists so that they knew these links would not expire. They wouldn't have to incur the cost of um, uh, servers or bandwidth. Uh, and they had a dedicated space to direct people to to download and or stream their music. But, you know, we did that for a few years and we recognized very quickly that was not our core competency. We were not, uh, as a website, set up to become a streaming service. We didn't have the infrastructure in place. We sort of built it uh, as we went. And so AudioMap was birthed as a solution that originally presented itself in what we were doing at DJ Booth to fix this problem for artists who wanted a, a way to, to share their mixtapes freely online. Um, you know, we're talking 10 years later now. Uh, we, we launched in 2012, but ideated in, in 11. Um, we, we reached 20 million monthly active users globally. Uh, we are a, a top streaming app in five uh, countries in Africa. We're a, a top 10 music streaming app on the free side in the United States. Um, so our growth has been considerable uh, over 10 years, but really over the past three and a half. Uh, and I feel like we, we're not anywhere close to where we want to be. Um, now, if, if the next question you'd, you'd be asking, Eric, is where do you want to be? Um, I, I, I think the two things that we're focused on is artist discovery and artist education. Discovery first, um, you know, anyone who uses Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, Amazon, etc., you probably know by now, most of the most valuable real estate within these apps solely dedicated to major label players and the most popular artists of, of the time. They almost encourage users to become passive, meaning I take my phone out of my pocket, I press play on an artist or on a playlist that I'm already familiar with, and I either stick my phone back in my pocket or I skip over to Instagram or Twitter, some social media network, and I browse while listening in the background. So I'm not actively looking for new artists. Uh, music is uh, listening experience being done in the background. Uh, we are fundamentally changing the way people are listening. Our audience is primarily made up of lean forward and active listeners, meaning they are trying to find artists that they did not previously know about before they came to the app. Part of our, our rationale is by mixing in the new with the, the unknown, uh, it, it, we make it easy for users to press play on those artists with which they, they, they were previously unfamiliar. Um, and then we incorporated World, which is our editorial arm that we uh, pivoted from DJ Booth, um, that provides context, right? So you found this new artist in a playlist, but who are they? You're now hoping that the user leaves the streaming world and navigates over to Google or social media to, to find out more, to follow them. By providing context in the form of traditional editorial in the same space that the streaming experience is happening, 
you now can discover an artist and immediately find out more about them, follow them, um, and, and that it sort of fundamentally changes the dynamic between the user and the artist at the most important point in the, in the discovery process. Uh, and then the second part is education. Uh, a large base uh, on AudioMath is DIY bedroom artists. These are artists who are pre-distribution, pre-label. They're just trying to figure out whether or not they're interested enough to pursue this seriously. And we want to be a, um, a beacon of trust. We want to provide them with a, a, a litany of resources and so that they understand the, the shape-shifting nature of this industry and the ecosystem that they're operating or, or, or looking to operate in. So that is it in a nutshell. Man, and that is awesome. And again, guys, on the phone line with me, it is Mr. Brian Zizuk Z from Audio Mac. So obviously, sir, you got, like you said, Spotify, Apple Music, all these big time players in the streaming music world. And Audio Mac's like getting right up there with them now. And it, you know, that doesn't even seem to be the intent of what you guys did, but here you find yourself doing that. Um, for a space like Christian hip hop, Christian rap, um, you know, we talk about independent artists. Well, the, the truth is in this space, the majority are independent artists, right? Like there's not a lot of guys that are established that are on big labels. You know, the, the percentages is very small there. So most guys are trying to figure this out, trying to figure out, you know, how do I get that awareness? And I feel like, so many of them are missing out on opportunities like Audio Mac um, because if we're going to be truthful about it from me to you, there, there's a little bit of laziness involved. It's like if we're not, you know, if, if DistroKid or TuneCore, whatever distribution company they use, if they're not putting their music on these platforms for them, then their music just isn't there. Uh, what is your advice for indie artists and why did they need to be leveraging audio mac and, and maybe even to a further extent other you know kind of non not the most popular of platforms uh, that are out there to build their fan base because they're missing out on an on a audience that's there that could be listening to their music like what do you say to those independent artists Right. So uh, you make uh, uh, several great points, and I, I'll, I'll try to touch on all of them effectively. So first, you know, and this is coming from a guy who co-founded uh, a streaming platform. Artists should have their material on every, everywhere music is, is being heard. Um, and, and so it would be um, insincere of me to say, yeah, make sure to get your music on Audio Mac. Don't worry about anywhere else. Um, every single DSP, so digital service provider, stores and platforms, if, if there's an audience on those platforms, you want your music to be available. Uh, I, I always give the equivalency of, you know, if you're a distributor for a food or beverage company, any place that sells food or beverage, you want shelf space there. Uh, because if that's somewhere that people go to to buy food and beverage, you want your product available. The same thing goes for music. And so uh, for sure, whether you're going through a distributor or you have to manually upload, uh, make sure your, your music's available. Let's talk about the laziness part. I totally get it. Um, it it's hard enough being uh, an artist. It's hard enough being an independent artist who probably has to toggle between their uh, desire to pursue a creative career while simultaneously holding down a, a regular nine-to-five. And so, you know, any shortcut that they could take uh, to not have to do additional work, I totally understand. Uh, for that, I would say, if you don't work with a distributor whom we have a deal with at AudioMac, the process in which you're going to create an account probably takes five minutes. And the upload process, let's say for a 12-track album, probably takes five minutes. So uh, I think people are often overwhelmed by the idea that something will take far longer than it will actually take. Uh, you can get an account set up, profile and all, a project uploaded in under 10 minutes. And so uh, hopefully that will quell some of the, the fears that people have that uh, or creators have that this will take longer than they have to get. All of that said, uh, we have a, a account linking distribution deal with DistroKid, meaning if you are distributing to DistroKid, you can now link your DistroKid account to AudioMac uh, and 
DistroKid will deliver your titles to AudioMac, uh, and you will be able to monetize your your streams through your DistroKid account like you would for any other platform. Uh, we're in the process of doing the exact same thing with TuneCore and Amuse. And like I said earlier during this call, we have over 170 content partnerships. Uh, and so there is a litany of distributors, both big and small. We're talking like mom and shop, mom and pop shop operations, artists, very niche versus these like uh, broad spectrum distributors, like a one RPM who do, you know, 10, 12, 15,000 releases a week. So there are immense number of options. Awesome. And I will attest to it, guys. Like we have our podcast set up on audio Mac and the upload, the creation, all that super easy. And one thing that I love that you guys do is you don't, you know, you don't just put it all on the artist or the, or the creators, um, to come up with ways to promote their content either. You actually give some tools. Like I love how, whenever we upload a new episode, we get an email with a, a graphic, you know, now on audio Mac and it looks fabulous that we can share on our social medias i mean i feel like that's something that's um a little unique for you guys as well like what made you guys want to take that extra step to provide you know tools like that to artists yeah great question eric and it goes back to what i said earlier you know we understand that at a very early stage of a career an artist's budget is going to be thin and so if they have a finite amount of money with which to spend on their craft and, and hopefully a career um, you know, one of those things is like graphic design and digital marketing. Uh, we want to be able to provide those resources. And so, you know, like you said, when you upload uh, a new release uh, to the platform, you're going to get custom graphics that our system spits out uh, that you can use for social media. These are assets to help you promote whatever your new piece of content is. Um, if your podcast, your song is selected for trending, you're going to get a notification email. Uh, to the email that you use to register for an account. And that email is going to include graphics saying, congratulations, uh, this work is not trending on Audio Mac. If you reach milestones, so if you get 1,000 plays, 10,000 plays, 100,000 plays, you're going to receive a notification email with custom graphics auto-generated by our system celebrating that milestone. And then you can use those graphics for the purpose of digital marketing on social media. Uh, when the artists and creators who use Audio Mac win, we win by default. Uh, I could I could scream from the mountaintops what a great platform we have. Uh, it's just going to be more believable if a creator hears it from a fellow creator. That's just the honest, honest truth. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you mentioned earlier about um, the reach that Audio Mac has um, been able to develop worldwide right where you are getting creators that are using it across the globe and i'm really interested like did you guys go out and seek that because i know for a fact you know i've been talking with a guy named free from nigeria and the christian hip-hop uh space in nigeria is growing and it's becoming you know more popular there's more guys doing it and he told me during our talks like hey audio max one of the prime platforms that we use like did that was that something that just kind of happened naturally for you guys or did you intentionally go and look to try to build those relationships and build that interest in uh places outside of the u.s great question so we we saw the traction uh that that we were that was building up in the the african music market um you know they're they're uh they're still growing and they have so much more to grow. They don't have the infrastructure in Africa, uh, musically speaking, that, that obviously exists in, here in the United States. And so once we saw that our platform was beginning to, to really grow um, in, in the African music market, uh, we doubled, tripled, and quadrupled down there. Uh, we, we set up a, uh, an office in, in, in Lagos and we have boots on the ground. And we, we hired and, uh, we ran marketing campaigns locally. And I think part of our success is, in, is due to, um, understanding that, that their infrastructure is, is in a lot of locations, um, not anywhere close to as robust as it is in the States, meaning, uh, cell phone technology is a bit older and they do not have, um, 
the same type of data plans that we have in the state. So they have limited data. Um, they don't have uh, access to Wi-Fi as easy as, as you might see here in the States. And so one of the core functions of the AudioMac app experience is, is, is offline downloads, uh, caching. And so for those uh, in the African music market who have those restrictions, right, they have limited data and they don't have ease, ease of access to Wi-Fi, uh, they can download the music to listen to offline uh, without fear that those limitations will hinder that, that experience. Um, which is huge. And, uh, that really helped elevate us in that space. We are, we are a top five app in five countries in Africa. And I don't mean top five just in the music vertical. I mean top five period, like next to Instagram and Facebook and WhatsApp. Uh, and so for, for, for a lot of Africans, AudioMac is the music streaming service. Um, in particular in Nigeria, where, where we are uh, a top five app right now. That's amazing. That is. Really, really amazing. I love what they're doing. And I know that you guys are making a difference because I'm hearing it, you know, from, from the few people I'm connected with down there. So one, one more question, um, before shifting gears a little bit here, uh, as far as like on the music side of it. So just for a, a, a smaller, like sub genre, like Christian hip hop, right? Where, uh, we have grown and, and this space has grown, especially over the last like decade, you know, compared to where it was, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Uh, but it's still, it's still a small subgenre of, of hip hop, right? And, and it's looking to, um, get more relevance and, and build and, and attract more attention from listeners. Like, what would be, your suggestion for utilizing platforms like AudioMac in order to help further that growth and how can, um, you know, the people that are more like behind the scenes, like, you know, us and with a platform that's in the media and, and whatnot, um, potentially it help educate our artists in that. Well, I think the most important thing, and you hit, you hit on this earlier is, you know, a, a large swath of the uh, Christian uh, hip-hop scene is independent. Now, independent can mean a variety of things. Um, so we always have to be very clear. Independent could mean truly going at it independent, not even working with a distributor independent. Or it can mean being signed to an independent label or having a distribution deal uh, and remaining independent in that you uh, maintain the, the majority stake of, of your master ownership. Um, I think what it comes down to is we have become a platform that is pro-discovery. And so if you're looking to build uh, a fan base, you of course want to make sure that your music is available. Um, and I, I think our audience, our ever-growing audience, has shown the propensity to press play on genres and artists that they're not familiar with. Uh, we have seen a tremendous amount of success integrating uh, Latin uh, and reggae and reggaeton and dancehall um, and uh, of course Afrobeats and so I, I don't think that the perception for a lot of artists which is there isn't a, a place for my music here is true um, and if that is what is holding you back from making your music available on AudioMac or any other platform uh, Tell, tell that voice inside your head to, to be quiet <laughs> and, and take a, and, and, and take a leap. Awesome. And so another thing that is really cool that you guys have done is that you have created to where podcasts can get involved with audio Mac as well. And, you know, I know I mentioned earlier, you know, we have our podcast on audio Mac. And one thing that we're seeing when it comes to like CHH media and websites and that kind of stuff is we're seeing more of podcasts, you know, popping up all the time, right. It's becoming a very popular way to do to stuff as it is, you know, just across the board. Um, talk about what audio Mac can do for podcasts and, and, you know, making sure that your show is on there also. Love that question. So we make it really easy. You can set up uh, through using an RSS feed. It doesn't get any easier than that. And then obviously once um, the podcasts are, are ported uh, over to your account, you can manually edit the titles and the information if it, it doesn't appear uh, as it should. Um, you know, the podcast space is interesting because Spotify over the past few years has obviously doubled and tripled down 
on non-music content, in particular podcasts, uh, since they don't have to pay royalties on them. Um, our interest in getting into the podcast space relates specifically to the, the tenant that I mentioned earlier, which is artist education. Uh, and so the podcast that we, we predominantly feature, that we give the best real estate to, if you will, um, in the trending bar, uh, in the podcast section on social media, are podcasts that are geared toward helping our creator community uh, and, and allowing them to look at AudioMac as this resource uh, for information and knowledge. Awesome. So, uh, I think that's another thing though, that, you know, whenever you talk about like Spotify, you know, and, and them hosting podcasts, yes, they, you know, bought anchor and all this different stuff. Um, but still it's, it's hard for discovery to happen. I feel like, um, and then, but you have this platform that's set up already for artist discovery. And that was something that really intrigued me whenever we were looking at putting our podcast on audio Mac was okay. I want to see where you guys are going for podcasters. You know, is there going to be that same level of discoverability available where it's more, you know, a little bit more of an organic process. Um, how do you see it just like developing? Like, what are you guys' plans for, um, specifically the podcast for the future here? I think our initial plans, uh, as it relates to podcasting is to develop more in-house podcasts. Uh, we had some, some grand plans, uh, in that area just prior to the start of the pandemic. And those got put on hold, uh, for obvious reasons. Hopefully now as we, we come out of the pandemic, uh, we start to revert back to the plans that we had in place beforehand. As far as, is discoverability for the, the greater podcast community. It's, it's hard, right? Because, um, especially in a, in a mobile setting, there's only so much real estate, um, on your screen. And it's, it's hard to give the same, uh, time and attention both to music and podcasts. Uh, it's, it's something that we've, we've thought long and hard about. Um, uh, I don't think that we've done a great job there. Um, but we're not a finished product and nor do we ever plan to be. And, uh, hopefully in the near future, we can do a better job of integrating podcasts to increase discoverability. But as far as the podcast community is concerned, I think the focus should be on figuring out who is your audience, uh, and then developing some great branding and visual aesthetics that match the content of the podcast so that you're actually able to visually market it correctly. Um, in these spaces. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Cause I mean, I've, you know, the one thing I've heard, you know, in the past is with, with podcasts, it's, it's real hard cause you put out a show, it goes to your RSS feed and it just kind of sits there and it can, it can die there if you're not, um, you know, pushing it. So, and, and you know, maybe not everyone has the same amount of money to put by marketing and this kind of stuff. Um, so it's, you know, I know for us, it's been a matter of, okay, what can we try? What, you know, where can we maybe go outside the box a little bit? And, you know, I'm just grateful for, you know, a, a platform like Audio Mac and others that allow us to, you know, dabble in that, you know, and, and try it out and see, you know, okay, how can I use this tool, you know, that could maybe, you know, connect me with some new people. Uh, so, so thanks for that setup. And I'm, you know, definitely looking forward to seeing, you know, what could continue to develop, you know, and how we can, you know, keep on, you know, reaching new listeners with a platform like an audio Mac. So I know we talked about, you know, what's kind of on the horizon on the podcasting side of it for just like in general, like what, what's coming up for audio Mac that people need to be paying attention to, you know, what, what, what are you able to share with us? Well, there's a lot I can't share, with, with I, but I'd love to. Um, I, I think, first, uh, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't remind uh, your listeners that uh, earlier this year, we expanded our monetization program. And so AMP, which is, stands for the Audio Mac Monetization Program, is now available to a worldwide audience. Previously, it was only uh, available for artists who are eligible in the United States, Canada, and the UK. So what is, what is AMP? Uh, AMP is a direct monetization program that allows creators to, once eligible, ap 
apply for monetization and be paid directly by AudioMax. So we're not cutting out distributors. We're, we're just like pre-distribution. So if you're not ready to go wide, right, um, or you have a deal with the distributor, but only for a particular territory or market, and you'd like to just work with AudioMax directly, you now have that ability. Um, now, we're not a distribution company, meaning if you apply for monetization through AudioMac, we are not going to place your music in other stores. All it means is, is that the music that you upload to your AudioMac account will be, uh, will be able to generate revenue. So it will be royalty bearing, uh, which is very important for artists at a very early stage because you can take that money and then reinvest it into your career. Uh, the other thing that I'm really excited about is AudioMac World. So earlier this year, we took AudioMac World, which is previously just a website and a mobile on, on, on mobile, uh, and integrated it into the in-app experience. So now we have a traditional editorial arm where our users can in one place listen to and read about music. Uh, our focus is, like I said earlier, our artist discovery and artist education. And so, you know, if you're a superstar artist or you have, you know, 500 followers on Instagram, it doesn't matter. Uh, if you have a story to tell, uh, your music connects with our editorial team and you have a presence on the platform and you're performing well, uh, you, you, you can be eligible. Uh, and so I know a lot of artists will reach out and say, um, but I don't have, you know, this many Twitter followers or I don't have this many TikTok followers, but I'm doing well on AudioMac. Okay, great. Well, that by itself makes you eligible for consideration for us to highlight your work uh, in original editorial form in the AudioMac app experience. So, yeah, monetization and world, uh, two things that we, we launched this year that we're really happy about. Awesome. With the, with the monetization process, um, can you give just like a quick overview of what that looks like as far as like how the artist gets set up with that? Absolutely. So the first uh, hurdle to applying for monetization is authentication. Basically, you are who you say that you are. So in order to become authenticated, you have to have your entire profile set up, meaning a, a photo present, links to your social media, website if you have one, at least two uploads. They have to be original uploads, meaning no remixes, no freestyles, no covers. Um, and uh, you need to have at least 25 followers on your page. Once you've accomplished all of this, you can apply for authentication. Uh, it's a very simple review on our end. We will vet you to make sure that everything checks out. And assuming it does, you get a gray check mark. Once you are authenticated, you are now eligible to apply for monetization. So that's basically the first step uh, in that path. Monetization application looks a lot like the authentication application. Uh, it takes anywhere from 48 hours to seven days, roughly, uh, for us to review those applications. And uh, once you apply, there's nothing else you have to do as a creator. Once we review it uh, to determine that everything on your page checks out, meaning that the work that you have present is eligible to be monetized. For example, uh, you're not recording music over someone else's music. Um, it's not a remix or a cover of someone else's work. Uh, then you would be AMP eligible. And then moving forward, you could check a box and that box will allow you to set up each individual release for monetization. It's, uh, it's even easier to understand doing it than it is listening to me explain it. I promise you. <laughs> definitely, definitely. We'll see. I appreciate, um, you hopping on the 520 podcast with us and, and sharing this information. Like I said at the beginning of the interview, uh, I follow you on Twitter and, and your tweets are some of the favorite ones that come across my timeline. Where do people follow you and make sure they're soaking up the knowledge that you share um, just on social media? Uh, great question. And thank you very much both for the praise and the follow, Eric. Uh, your listeners can follow me on Twitter at DJ Booth EIC. That's E-J-B-O-O-T-H-E-I-C. Uh, it is the only social media platform that I'm on. I'm, I'm not against Facebook or Instagram. I just don't have the time for them. Um, and so Twitter, Twitter is the one-stop shop. Uh, and your, your listeners can also email me. I make myself very available to the public. Uh, my email address is z at audiomac.com. It's listed in my Twitter bio. I always encourage the creator community to make themselves accessible. So I would be a hypocrite if I didn't make myself accessible as well. 
And I want to thank you again for having me on the podcast. Uh, great questions and uh, great conversation. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Hopefully our paths can cross again in the future. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of more knowledge that uh, Z has that the rest of us need to hear. So maybe we can make that happen down the road. Brian Zizuk, Audio Mac, and DJ Booth. Make sure you go check it out, especially if you're an artist. Make sure you have your music on the Audio Mac platform because it's fabulous. I love it. So, uh, again, guys, we want to give a shout out to the Bookkeeper 24-7 for sponsoring this interview as well as the rest of our episode sponsors. And we will catch you guys again next month.